0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the Korean BL Drama series that was just released on Viki Rukatan, and I forgot to turn off my notifications, called To My Star. This series is absolutely awesome, peeps. If you have not seen it, go over to Viki. You can watch it for free with English subs. Or you can pay a small fee and watch it with advertising, which I highly recommend. If you are not into BL drama, I would still extremely recommend this series because it is not like typical BL drama. It is like what I would consider kind of almost on par with Until We Meet Again and Love Life on the Line or History 2 Right or Wrong. This is going to be one of the ones that I go back and rewatch several times throughout my life because it was just awesome. The story involves Kang sia and Ji-Woo. Kang sia is a top paid actor in Korea who's having some maligning going on with the news and his character regarding another actor and a possible fight they had. So he ends up hiding out at this chef's house whose name is Ji-Woo. is a very closed and insular person who does not like the idea that his house is now inhabited by this Basically, I would call him kind of a reincarnated dog. I don't mean to worry, he's just so excited about life, he waits for someone to get home and he wants to eat a lot of food. I mean, you know, he's got a lot of similarities. There's actually a joke in one of the scenes where Jiowoo says, were you a dog in your past life by chance? But anyway, they start out basically as enemies. Jia Wu does not like him at all, mainly because he is an actor. He drank all his beer in his fridge one night, and he didn't replace it the next morning, which really made Jia Wu mad. Um, King Xia Jun really likes Jiwoo. Wu, I think mainly because he sees him as kind of a... He likes challenges, I think would be the best way to put it. And Jia is certainly a challenge, because he will not... Be friendly with him. By the middle of the series, they're actually working together, either doing cooking show videos together for G- Sia Jun's channel um, for his fan base, or they are cooking in a restaurant that Jiobu works in as he is now an assistant there. I really like the camaraderie between the two characters and how you saw that, you know, first impressions are often really lousy judgment calls, if you will. For example, with King Sia Jun, when you first meet him, you really think he's a pretty much an idiot who's a pretty boy. I mean, I don't know a nice way to put that. And I, I don't know a better term because I came from the Midwest in America. So we would just call them pretty boys. And it doesn't mean that they're good looking. It just means they think they're good looking. And so anyway, he seems to be that kind of person. Doesn't seem to be very helpful in real-world situations, but by the end of the series, I think the thing that really stands out about this series is Seo Jun really does have good character. He also, even though he can seem lackadaisical at times, when it comes down to brass tacks, there's a point where Jia Wu is being basically blackmailed and has to take his deposit for the house to give it to the restaurateur because he saw Jiawu and Xiaojun um having a possibly romantic moment that really wasn't um well it was kind of confusing but anyway it wasn't an amicable moment amicable moment for Jiawu but anyway he got a hold of a picture of them together and he was basically trying to blackmail Jiawu and Xiaojun And Jia Wu was going to take that hit. And instead, Sia Jun came over, paid off the blackmailer himself and said, you know what? If you're going to be taking money from someone, don't take it from someone who doesn't even have a house. You know, this is just wrong. And I really think that that scene in particular impressed me that the Sia Jun character wasn't as silly as he seemed. And also as the story progresses in that episode and the final episode, you really do see that I think with Sia Jun's character, he uses humor to kind of make the world a little lighthearted for those around him. He also has extreme PTSD issues, especially when there is breaking glass. And you never find out why in the series. But the fact that he can function and... Act pretty okay most days is, I think, probably a big deal for him because of where he probably came from. I really like how he and Jia Wu connect and become friends in this really kind of crazy manner. And also how Jia Wu, who is a character who really has walls up. I mean, if you want to talk about a walled fortress, um, Jia Wu's personality is definitely a walled fortress. But the thing that you do realize by the end of the series is. He's really quite funny and comfortable once he's around people. It's just he doesn't trust people easily. And I think that probably goes back to there's a picture that's by his bedstand um, throughout the series and at the end of the series with him and another person. You never quite see the whole picture. But I'm guessing it has something to do with that relationship, which didn't end well for him. And so he's very pensive. I'm typically not a huge fan of Beals from Korea, I'm just going to be completely honest and maybe hack a few people who really like the Korean Beals off, which I'm not trying to do. But the thing that I do not like about the films from Korea that I've seen thus far is my first one was Where Your Eyes Linger, which I found to be rather unimpressive simply because the characters, they didn't seem to be comfortable even as friends together, let alone as more than friends together, to be quite honest. And also you had a lot of humor that is kind of prevalent in certain K-dramas, which just isn't my kind of thing with the slapstick. We then had um, Mr. Heart, which I did watch and finish, and you guys can listen to the reviews on this podcast. Again, I just really wasn't impressed with the quality of BL drama, and I also really disliked that the one character actually hit the other character in the last episode because physical abuse of any kind is not appropriate in a relationship. I'm just saying. I mean, if you're mad, you're mad, but you don't have to be doing that to another person, especially someone that you supposedly care for for Pete's sakes. Then we also had because of you, which that one was just really, really odd. <laughs> I mean, no offense. I'm like that that one was strange. It didn't mesh well. The characters were just it's like I don't know, really. It was just, it was a weird movie or series or whatever you want to call it. And then we have um, this series, which the one that I had seen right before this was Color Rush. And I was like, finally, we have some good BL drama coming out of Korea. Because Color Rush really, in my opinion, it's one of the reasons that I like BL is not because there are BLs, but because the drama content is interesting and the plot lines are good. And with Color Rush, you finally had one from Korea that was not, it did not have the quality traits of the previous works that I had seen. And the thing that I really think is interesting is we have Color Rush that just came out on Vicky Rukiton, and now we have To My Star, which was just released last week, the final three episodes. And both of them kind of concern similar characteristics, where you have one extremely gregarious character, and then you have one who is extremely insular. Insular. And the thing that I think works with this situation is typically in the Korean BLs I've seen before, you have two kind of both insular characters who are really having trouble dealing with their emotions. You do not have one that's willing to give or move forward. You have both that are just kind of, I don't know. They both have dug their heels in and they're trying to deal with their feelings. Well, the thing I really liked about Color Rush and also um, To My Star was that both those series, the one concerns um, two characters that are in high school, the other concerns two characters that are in their 30s. And the juxtaposition of those two series was quite interesting to me, simply because, yeah, Color Rush is kind of a crime sci-fi show. I mean, it really kind of is. But also you have the one character of the mono who's very insular, trying to protect himself, trying to protect the probe, And you have the probe who really isn't scared about what could happen in that relationship or what could go wrong, the what-ifs of, you know, society and craziness and life in general, which can be quite daunting. And, you know, he's not waylaid by that. And because of that, he's able to move forward to help the mono in ways that normally he wouldn't have been able to do, which this was new for me for a Korean BL drama, because normally... Both characters are kind of sitting there totally freaked out about one another. And with Color Rush, yeah, one character was. And did the one character have adequate reason for being freaked out, the mono? I would say totally. That was one situation where I totally get the total freak out fest that the mono was having toward the probe. And so that made sense on a logical level. And in the same way, with this Korean To My Star Jiwoo having his walls up made perfect sense once you know a little bit more about the character. And also, you know, none of us are really happy to find out we get a roommate that wasn't expected. And that roommate happens to sometimes be a very gregarious person. That that, that yeah, that would be a little unsettling. Now, would I hope that everybody would behave a little nicer than Jiwoo did? yeah, but do I blame him? Not at all. And I think that the really cool thing was this show I could watch with my kids. I would not have to skip a single thing. The only thing I might skip is at the end, there is a slightly romantical moment, but it's not really that much of one. I mean, the light goes turned off. I mean, for Pete's sake, no offense. I'm like, you know, okay. But anyway, and the other thing that I only did not like about this series other than that was there is a brief section in episode 10 where they show this American reporter. And I'm not even saying that there aren't some Americans who are like this reporter. I'm simply saying I really wish we would have had Americans depicted a little less um repulsively than they were in the series because she really is kind of this weird valley girl meets Korean language um, person. I mean, I'm not trying to be worried. She's not Korean. She's a reporter from America, but she speaks Korean. And then she changes it up with this weird valley girl English. And it is extremely disturbing. I don't know. It just really is. And also they use the F word in that scene. I mean, it's a two minute clip and it really is kind of reminiscent of the, what I would consider kind of hokiness of some of the, Korean slapstick humor I see in their drama sometimes of the less quality ones. I, I'm not talking about any of the ones with Lidlan Shook. They're absolutely superlative. I'm talking about some of the run of the mill Korean dramas do have this weird slapstick kakaka moment, you know. But what I am saying is I really don't think we needed it in there. It didn't really add to the storyline whatsoever, in my opinion. And also, we didn't have to put the F word in it. Otherwise, this would have been like a PG rated show not a R rated show and if you do watch this on Vicky Rucaton just a big explanation here all of their BLs are now rated R simply because Vicky has decided to do that there are really only four in their entire line lineup of about 15 titles I think that would even deem the R rating worthy um And yeah, so I'm just saying, and I have never watched those. I just know that there's some topics in there that would be discussed that would be R-rated material. So I'm just saying the ones that I have seen on Vicky do not even deserve a PG-13 rating, let alone an R rating. And this one, without the F word in it, it would have probably gotten a PG rating here in the Western world. I'm not sure what they would have done in Asia, as I'm not familiar, but it certainly wouldn't have been deemed necessary for like the NC-17 rating. I think that um, mm-hmm. most of the ones from Thailand have, although I will say that's a little confusing for me as a Western viewer because I'm like most of the NC-17 ones really don't have anything except maybe language that would be what I would consider inappropriate. And they also do sometimes have smoking and drinking, which I know that adds to the rating as well. But I'm just saying like a few of them, like I really don't see why we gave them the R-rated um, lineup. The ticket. But anyway, now I'm not familiar with the Thorn Type series. I do understand that there could be some topics in there that would require the R rating. And again, we're not reviewing Thorn Type here for multiple reasons, but yeah. So anyway, but that is my review of To My Star, the entire series. I would give it an absolute 10. If you can, take a chance, watch it. It's simply awesome. You can also watch some of the episodes on YouTube, I believe. And in addition, this has a beautiful musical score. I mean, just wonderful. So I really can't recommend it highly enough check it at the round table bye hi peeps just a little addendum here final thought if you do enjoy to my star i would highly recommend you check out craving you it's a new series from taiwan it came out in 2020 the reason being is both the lead characters of Shi Shia Jun and jiwu and also of kane and kent in Craving You are extremely similar in nature. Also, they are both about foody things. So if you happen to like food and food cooking videos and all that, I would highly recommend you check out Craving You as well as To My Star as they are extremely, extremely similar. I will say I definitely like To My Star better, but both are extremely enjoyable. And if you do enjoy the one, you will most likely enjoy the other. And all could be watched with kids without any trouble there is one scene in the final episode of craving you which you might want to skip regarding soda and um what's his name noah and their relationship where they kind of talk about how they had their life together which some of that's a little more romantical than you might want the kiddies to see and then also there's the final scene in to my star which you might want to skip but overall you could definitely watch this with the kids and that is my review conclusion just wanted to add that a little bit Bye.